We're about to light up season three of Drifter's Sympathy on Feral Audio. Episode one is called Dawn of Individuation, which rolls the clock back to right when you decide who you want to be and the kinds of early decisions that, for better or worse, completely mold the rest of the shape of your life. Episode two is going to be called Loner Legends, sort of an attempt to define who the underdog really is and their role in history and culture and art. Season three drops on October 23rd. This is Emil Amos. Check out Drifter Sympathy on feralaudio.com. Twisting the wind. Things will get underway shortly here. Okay? Very soon. Very soon. Oh, very soon. Pick it up. 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 This is just how it works now, so... It's okay. It's fine. Sacks. Oh, sacks of apples, bro. We got so many sacks are good. Good sacks. Bits. We got bits here. <laughs> Okay, enough of that, right? We got it. You get the point. Hey, welcome to Twisting the Wind. Hey, welcome to Twisting the Wind, for real. This is it. If you're here for the first time, thanks for being here for the first time. Gosh, I don't know what you did to get here, but you did the right thing. It's very safe environment. There's no, um... The levels are pretty level. They're pretty even keel. We've got a big old keel. It's like a massive three-story long keel. It's an audio keel. It comes out of the ground. It's like made of some sort of very ancient fossilized water that's been hardened with, uh, I don't know, 
Worms, worms, maybe. So yeah, so yeah, so I'm like the captain of this ship. The ship. Thank you for listening. Hey, this is something you can do to help us out. Help me out. Help the whole. Help the whole thing out. The whole thing. Buy shit from Amazon through our Amazon portal. Every time I said a word just now, I took a karate chop to my palm for emphasis. I'm alone right now, but I think that sound wave, that little sound wave, that little shock wave is popping in, and it does. You hear that? Tan, tan, tan. So do that. So if you got something you want to buy, you're going to buy it anyways, right? But if you're going to buy your crap, go to Feral Audio, go to Twisting the Wind page, and shop on Amazon through us. Go through us. We will swallow your swallow your desires, and we will shit out your goods, okay? WWTX49, we will... I'm going to take your desires, your wants, I'm going to swallow them, and I'm going to shit out your goods. You get it? I'm going to shit out your goods, y'all. I'm going to shit out your goods, y'all. Also, thanks everybody who's super sweet and nice who left comments and ratings on iTunes for the podcast. Keep doing that if you haven't done it yet. It helps. It makes everything better. It's really good. It helps me enunciate more and all kinds of all sorts of greatness, greatness, greatness. Not heinous, but greatness. So hear me out. We got a sweet, hot dick doozy of a bump cast for you today. It's a real good one. I got a thing lined up on the phone. Uh, there's going to be a phone call coming up if you haven't listened to it before. There's going to be a nice little phone call that you get to listen in on. There's going to be a nice little section probably following in the next 45 seconds talking about some music. And there's going to be a real sweet, languid, languishy interview with a good, sweet buddy of mine, Scotty Landis. We go way back. He's great. He leans really back. He's a super creative guy. Guess what? This isn't the first time I've introduced the guest before. The guests. I usually do it in the phone call, but I'm sorry. The phone call didn't work out that way today, so that's how it is. You're going to love Scotty. He's such a creative mind, such a beautiful soul. A real, I'd say an older soul than I am even. I think he might have been, he might be like a monk from some really great European country from like the 1400s, and he just sort of like blinked in here. And he was like, well, shit, I'm not in the monk, the monastery anymore. Uh, I guess I'll just adopt a dad. <laughs> I'll ad ad adapt and just do what I do, and he's doing it, and he's he's that guy. He's 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 solid as a rock, yo. Solid as a rock, Scotty L. What's that? Okay, okay. Understand? That's no. Yep. I had no. I was trying to tell him that. No, I don't think you understand. I was right, right, right. Yeah. Uh huh. That's true. No, 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 I asked to, no, I wanted to speak with somebody else, please, that this, is, this isn't going to work out. I don't, I don't have the VIN number. I don't, the VIN, I don't have access to it. It's, look, it's not my car, okay? It's literally not my car. It's literally not my car. It's literally not my car, okay? It's just not my car. It's not it. It's not the car that I have, okay? Don't you get it? Don't you understand? I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you, okay? I don't have any more information about that.
here we go. <laughs> Hey friends, hey, hey, hey friends. Oh. Did you just get blasted by that sweet squish? That was a straight up sweet Jesus crisp squish. Welcome to the musical section of Twisting the Wind. Sorry, changed it up a little bit there with the Twisting the Wind intro music, but yeah, it's okay. It's okay, right? It's, it's fine. Isn't it okay? It's good. It's just perfectly fine. Oh, sweet cripple me Christ. I got a goddamn awesome band for you today here on Twisting the Wind musical section. That's right, one band. I know in the past I've done multiple, but I'm trying to keep it simple and consistent and yeah, maybe take a little slower touch down into a sound, okay? This band is called Guided by Voices, also known as GBV. You've probably heard of them. If you've heard of them, it's great. Uh, enjoy me trying to pretend that I know everything about them. If you haven't heard of them before, haven't heard them before, I am deeply jealous of you getting to listen, getting to fall down this hole, this like awesome, deep, lo-fi, psychedelic, grounded hole that is a lot of albums, a lot of really good albums. So enjoy it. God, wish I could, wish I could hit the reset button and discover this band all over again, but I can't. Okay. I'm just going to start off here right away. You know, I'm not going to beat the bush necessarily. This is from their album that came out in 1995, their first big release for Matador Records. The album is called Alien Lanes, and this is a song called My Valuable Hunting Knife Fucking Rips. <laughs> Valuable Hunting Knife, guided by voices off the album Alien Lanes. Okay, I want to read from you something here. I'm reading from Wikipedia. Give me a fucking break. Okay. So, Matador Records, not the biggest record label, but a big one. I guess this uh, they had a record level, a record amount of an advance for this album. They got, uh, guided by voices, got $100,000 advance for this album. And uh, here's a quote from a book called A Brief History, 21 Years of Hunting Accidents in the Forests of Rock and Roll, which is a book about Guided by Voices by James Greer. The quote is, The cost for recording Alien Lanes, if you leave out the beer, was about $10. And that's a funny quote because these guys drink a shitload of beer. 
I've seen them a handful of times live. And the main guy, who's the guy, his name is Robert Pollard. He is sort of the the centerpiece of the band. The there's a lot there's a lot, there's a lot of bands that this happens where it's like the lineups moving, change in and out, but there's always one person who's the band, and that's Robert Pollard. And he, when he performs, when I've seen him perform, brings on you know wheels on a cooler, a full size cooler. You take fishing or camping, whatever. It's probably got about forty five beers in there. Yeah, he he drinks them all. He just drinks them all, like chugs them. It's amazing. It is, it is something that is a. Uh, it's truly punk and truly rock and roll without being either of those things at the same time. Does that make sense? It's just he's just doing it. He's just fucking doing it. He's a guy from Dayton, Ohio. That's the got some Heartland rock here. Okay, that's what got it by voices. That's what guy by voices means to me. I'm going to play another song here. This is from their album, B-1000. And what we just heard, that's pretty lo-fi. That's sort of Guided by Voices' trademark is the lo-fi sound. And they, they are, I would call them, the they are the spine of the indie rock lo-fi body that it, it was the late 80s and early 90s and all that time. And this album just upends that whole thing because they recorded the entire uh, entire album on like consumer-grade audio products. So no studio, no studio, just Sony Walkmans and shit. I don't even know. But the whole album is incredible. Not to mention being an incredible album. Also some of the best song titles of any band of all time. Uh, Hardcore UFOs, Tractor Rape Chain. Those are great names. I Am a Scientist. I'm going to play you a track from here. This is probably my favorite song on the whole album. It's called Buzzards and Dreadful Crows. Uh, Prepared a bit ripped. To be ripped, to be ripped, to be ripped. shit get this fucking album get it okay get that goddamn album it's called b thousand guided by voices that was buzzards and dreadful crows Ugh, the whole album is incredible it's all like just like this deep deep psychedelic fuck it's like being inside of a house made of screen doors 
while tripping on everything. <laughs> I don't fucking know. Uh, it's just too good. Everything is perfectly. They just have. They have a tone. They've. They've. Their tone. I would call them. Um, if I was doing a TV series that was about bands, the series would be called Tone Masters, and they would have like a special episode, like maybe an hour-long episode. Typically, the show Tone Masters would be a half an hour. It would be an hour for Guided by Voices because they are supreme tone masters, and none such tone mastery is shown quite like it is on the album B Thousand, recorded in 1994, Dayton, Ohio, y'all. Moving on, this is an album called, it's not an album actually, it's an EP, a limited EP, called Hold On Hope. It is an EP that coincided with their 1991 album, Do The Collapse, and this is the first thing I heard of Guided By Voices. Uh, I was a young man at Florida State University, working at the greatest radio station in history, known as WVFS Tallahassee, V89, the voice of Florida State, still around. Go ahead, listen to them on internet radio, and, and learn something, and have a good time doing it. So, yeah, I got my whole my brain fried deeply back and forth by all kinds of new music I'd never heard before, and one of the bands that really caught me was this band, Guided by Voices, and this is the first CD I bought of theirs back in the day, probably back in the year 2000, bought this album, A Hold on Hope. And I listened to this song I'm about to play. It's called A Crick Uphill. This is not the single. This is just a track on that EP. I listened to it over and 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 over again. But it's really great. I'm going to play the whole thing for you here, okay? Music lawyers be damned. I think I can be, I think I can slide by on this one. But if not, you know, I'll take the charge. I'll take it. Here it is, Guided by Voices, A Crick Uphill. I want to first before I say that, is give a little uh, message out to the memory of my great friend, Pat Braley. Pat Braley was also a DJ at V89 and a massive Guided by Voices fan. I believe he's actually the reason I started listening to them. And we were friends at the radio station, and Pat passed away a number of years ago. Uh, what an amazing person he was. Absolute incredible guy, Pat Braley. Amazing singer, uh, and just had a, such an ear for music that uh, I did not have. He turned me on to so many great things, and uh, what, uh, there's not much I can really say about Pat. That would, I, I, uh, what can I mean? What can I say to? What can you say to fulfill the memory of someone? Other than every time I listen to Guided by Voices, I think of him, and I feel like that is a, as good as a as good of a memorial as anyone could ever ask for, as to have. An amazing band that will be around forever. Always makes me think of Pat. And uh, so, so that being said, I would like to dedicate this song and this whole podcast and all great things to the memory of Pat Braley, the greatest Guided by Voices fan I've ever met and ever will meet. This here it is, a crick uphill. Like fly mighty, everything tries to in the uphill crick. Kings and queens the same, fan that flame. And hot soup boils in the wretched spoils of the clock collector's click. Why should I listen to you? Why should I listen to you now? Cause you're okay, you make me high, and it's a Give me strength, blow some life 
Jesus, yeah, you're all right. Blow some life into a dream and now. Miracles bleed through steel and needle in the uphill crick. Silhouettes and screens, that's what we mean. Come on, big seven, give me green heaven at the final gun. Why should I listen to you? Why should I listen to you now? Cause you're okay, you make me high, and it's a day away, oh yeah. Give me strength, blow some life into me, Jesus, yeah. Robert Pollard says you're okay, so you're okay, okay? That's what Robert Pollard says. A Crick Uphill, Guided by Voices is the band that was playing that song, and that's from a, a, limited, a limited edition EP called Hold On Hope. Yeah. Fucking amazing band, Guided by Voices. Buy all their stuff. Get it all. Collect it. Listen to it. Do drugs, but be safe, okay? Uh, there's one more thing I want to say about them before we close off this little thing. One of my best friends of all time, Stephen Shore, and I have a joke that we like to, uh, that makes me laugh even thinking about it. But, uh, he, he and I also worked at, at V89 together. And, um, we used to joke around that every Guided by Voices album title is a veiled reference to taking a shit. <laughs> Uh, so I'm going to read these to you now in, the, in that vein. And so when I read these to you, think about how this could this album title album title could be construed as a reference to taking a shit. And uh, I need to disclaim uh, disclaim this by saying this just should not the views expressed here are not those of the band guided by voices in any sense. So. And just not should not reflect on them as a band. Okay, I'll bring you these this, their discography. Uh, <laughs> uh, Devil between my toes, sandbox, self-inflicted aerial nostalgia, <laughs> uh, alien lanes. Here's an obvious one. I'm sorry, this is super obvious. Under the bushes, under the stars, totally. Tonics and Twisted Chasers. Oh, yeah. That's about shitting. Mag Earwig. I don't know. Do the Collapse. Definitely. That's what, inspires, that's what inspired this whole idea. And then followed by Do, Do the Collapse is their album. Isolation Drills. Of course that's about shitting. Universal Truths and Cycles. Pfft, shitting. Earthquake Glue. Definitely. Half Smiles of the Decomposed. About shitting. Class clowns spot a UFO. The bears for lunch. 
Okay, I've skipped a couple of them, but you get the point. The Guided by Voices is the band Zucker. <laughs> get it, get it, get it, get it, get it, get it. Okay, that was the musical section of Twisting the Wind. Enjoy the rest of the sections of Twisting the Wind. Thanks for being here. Ha 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 This is how it's gonna end, I guess. I don't know why. On the TSA Contact Center, my name is Sean. May I please have your first and your last name with the spelling? Yeah, my, my, well, do you want like my proper name or the name I go by? Ed, whatever you want to provide. Well, I, I go by Jim, but you know my name is James. But uh, Doug. So, and you last, put Jim, just J I M. Yeah, J I M. Last name is D U E C K. Okay. Sounds Thank weird, you. but just. Just pronounced duck, essentially, but is, there's an E in there, you know. Oh, okay, then. <laughs> How can I assist you today? Well, I'm just curious about flying. I'm coming up here. I'm going to be, uh, haven't flown in a good long while, right? It's been about mm, 15 years or so. Mm-hmm. And I'm just curious as how what I should kind of, kind of prepare for as far as going through the security to make sure it's, you know, it's real uh, easy to do. Okay, so what, what would you like to know? Well, I I, I want to like to know what I what I have to do to to make sure I'm doing it right. Mm, so you just, I mean, you just kind of know, want to know what the process is going to be. Yeah, because I I heard it changed a lot. It used to be heard like now you got to like take off your shoes and put gloves on or something you heard you gotta i heard you gotta make sure you go into the bathroom before you go through or, or something like that I, I, like i said I, I haven't flown in 15 years so i'm trying to i want to make sure i right. do it right you know okay well, yeah i understand that's completely fine and i'll be yeah. more than happy to explain it to you okay okay um now you're going to go to the security checkpoint, and when mm-hmm. you get there, um, you're going to have to remove your shoes. Okay. okay. So, so do um, I, at what point do I take them off? Just whenever you get up to the bins to be able to put your shoes okay. inside the bin, then put them through X-ray. Um, also, any you know any bulky jewelry like watches, necklaces, anything like that, uh, you're going to want to take all that off so you don't set off any alarms. Okay. okay. Uh, make a- sure everything's out of your pockets. Um, wallet included you know just make sure everything is in a bin okay what about like a medical bracelet um i got one of those medical bracelets that's on my wrist in case i because i'm diabetic in case i go down you know so they know what not to give me what to give me yeah like the medical alert bracelet, mm-hmm. like yeah. bracelet that way if you fall you can press the button and you call. got it I want one for you. Yeah, I, I would take it off, okay. you know, just for the security. And then, I mean, okay. you can put it right back on as soon as you go through. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I would take it off just 
for the security. That way you don't set off any alarms. Because if you set off any of your alarms, you'll have to, you know, go through secondary screening, which may include a pat down. Okay. okay. What about, uh, I, ha- I had a surgery in which they, I don't know this, I have I have staples that are still inside of my body. Metal, they're made of metal. They're metal okay. staples. And ha- is that something that I have to have a picture of or some proof because they're in there? No, you just... Okay. No, just let them know that okay. you have them in your body. Mm-hmm. Got it. And that's really, that's all you have to do. Got it. Well, now, with the, when you say you take the shoes off, what about socks? Is that you, you keep on socks? No, you can leave your socks on. Okay. And do people wear, like, two pair or something just in case when they go through they don't have a, you know, they don't, they don't, so they have extra padding or they don't, I'm just trying to, is that something people do or not? I mean, if you want to have two pairs on, you okay. can. I mean, it's not going to be a problem. Is it easier just to not wear shoes in the first place or something? Like, if I, if I just go through, because I got some pretty heavy socks. They have like a, they're like a socks I got in the hospital. They've got like a little tread on the bottom, like a little bit of rubber tread. Bruh, could I, I just, what you're saying. Is that something I could just keep on? Yeah, I mean, you okay. don't have to take your socks off. Okay, got it. They're like, it's like a, it's like a shoe sock, but it's more of a sock than a shoe. I know what you're talking about. Okay, yeah, those are because they're really comfortable when they help it out. And then, as far as like, I, I heard sometimes it can take a very long time to mm-hmm. get through there. I have, I have to use the bathroom pretty regularly, like about sometimes as often as every fifteen minutes. How how mm-hmm. that worked then? If I'm like in the right in the middle there, and I gotta I gotta use the 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 laboratory. Um, I would you know make sure if you can, I would try to use it before you go through. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I mean I'm I'm not for sure how close a bathroom would be to the security checkpoint, okay. or if they'd even let you leave security to go to the bathroom. Um, so I mean I, I would make sure that you know if you have to use the bathroom, do it before you go through. Okay. Well, even that's the thing. Sometimes it, 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 I can use it before, but I, I'd have to. It, it comes up again real quick, where it's something where right. is that something where they want you to be emptied out before you go through? Um, I mean, I I would try that because, like I said, I mean, I don't know, you know, if they'd let you leave the security checkpoint, and even if they do, I mean, I don't even know how close the bathroom would be or anything. Okay. And what what about like bringing food through there? Um, you can bring any solid dry food as okay. long as you know it's like I said, it's a solid dry food. So how how about like how dry are we talking like 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 a roast chicken? Is that going to be basically nothing with the consistency of peanut butter? Okay, well, I don't think that uh, ch- roast chicken is pretty. <laughs> the, the way I make it, we make it real soft, you know. But uh, we do a beer can right. chicken. Uh, so peanut butter, anything less than peanut butter, huh? Right. Okay. You know, peanut so butter pudding, stuff like that. So pudding, pudding's okay. No. No, no I wouldn't bring pudding. Oh, no, no pudding, no peanut butter, no. Right. Okay, nothing like that. What if it's like, but right. it's okay if it's like on a sandwich or something like that. Uh, no. <laughs> oh, okay, so you can't have you can't have a sandwich. You can have a sandwich, just not a peanut butter sandwich. Oh, what kind of sandwich can you have? You can bring, like, you know, a bologna sandwich or something like bologna, that. But something solid. Something solid. So, but it can't have any mayonnaise on it? Uh, if you do, I mean, I would put very, very lot amount. Put a lot of mayonnaise? Is that what you said? A lot. 
like L-I-T-E, a lot amount. Oh, oh, very light. Okay, so just like a very little. I see what you're saying. Yeah, put a lot amount on there. Okay. Because other, if you put too much on there, it's going to set it off, huh? Right. They probably won't let you bring it if you put too much. Okay. So, so don't bring a whole lot of condiments on it. No, no lot of condiments. All right. So something like, even like mustard is some, it's going to be the same thing right. as the other thing. Mustard, mayonnaise, and pickles are right. fine, right? Pickles are good. Yeah, as long as there's no juices or anything, you know, coming from them. Okay. Because, I mean, sometimes, you know, you get that pickle and it seems dry, but then it's it's going to, it's liable to drip a bit after you took it out of the jar. So I guess I just wrap them up. I mean, I just, I travel with all my own food because I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know what's going to be in there after we get on through. How about water? Yeah. How about, what about water? It, it actually we we can't let you bring water through either. Oh, you know what? No water, really. Yeah, because see, oh, there was a uh, liquid explosive thing um, that well, you know. Oh no! Going to happen know. so to keep from uh, you know that ever occurring, we actually limit the amount of liquids and stuff that you can bring through. Now, I mean, if you wanted to bring some water through, yeah. it could be in a container 3.4 ounces or smaller, but that's a pretty small container full of water. Three ounces. How much is three ounces? I don't really know what that is. How much? It's not very much. <laughs> is it like about like a shot glass worth or what? I don't know. Um, I mean, I, I guess you could probably compare it to a shot glass. Okay, it's a shot glass. I mean, it, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's not even much at all. So, so, but you know, most airports that I've seen, you mm-hmm. know, usually I have you know concession stands, restaurants, stuff uh-huh. like that. Um, so you should be able to get you some, or if you wanted to, you could bring an empty bottle through and stop okay. at like a water fountain and fill it up then. Oh, they got water fountains in there. Right, yeah, they should have water fountains after the security checkpoint, so you can put you some water in empty bottles. But do you suppose that's like a water that's drinkable? I, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm sure it's drinkable to some, but I'm a, I'm a particular fella. I like to have, I like to know where what I have is coming from. You know what I mean? And yeah, it's coming from. And a, honestly, as far as that goes, I'm not even for sure, just okay. because more I'm not going to probably be at the airport you're flying out of. Okay. So yeah, you can, so I could I could bring water. I could bring like a bunch of little little tiny cups of water. That's okay. Right, but okay. it would have to be in a bottle, like an actual bottle, and it would actually on the bottle have to say the size. Okay, well, so I can just write the size on there. Um, yeah, I mean, just whatever, just a bottle that's 3.4 ounces or smaller. Okay. Now, you also have to put, you have to make sure that they're in a core-sized bag because you can only have that bag full. Like, you can, that bag can be, you know, have as many as you want. Okay. As long as it fits comfortably, but you can't bring no more than one bag per passenger that holds, like, liquids, gels, and aerosols. Only one bag. Right. It's only one quart, quart-sized bag? Yes. So that what is that? That's about the size of like um quart. What is that? It's like mm-hmm. a, it's like a. It's a little bit bigger than a sandwich bag or sandwich somewhere bag. around that size. Okay, that, but anytime you buy like bags, you know, syllable bags, they usually have the size on there. They'll say quart, gallon, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But all the syllable bags I got have that on there. Okay. So got to get that, and the only one. What if I have like? Could I have someone else carry a, a water for me if I want more extra water? Yeah, it's one bag per passenger. Okay, one bag per passenger of water. And what about like a medical medical supplies? Though are those the same? 
Um, no, anything medical supplies, mm-hmm. you know, liquids or anything like that, they're exempted from that rule. You just have to let them know that they are, it is for medical reasons. Okay. Now, I have what's known, I don't know if you know about this, but I had a bowel surgery and I have a what's known as a colostomy bag. Okay. It's uh, Is this something that they can deal with in there? Um, let me see if I can't find some information about a colostomy for you. Okay, because that's something that's, uh, you know. It's a, it's a thing I deal with, and it's, well, it's part of the f- reason I haven't flown for a long time. I'm just kind of worried about that whole thing, yeah. If, okay. You know how to spell that? I can help you out with that. It's yeah. No, I, I know how to spell it. Okay, you got it. You okay. have you have one yourself? Yeah. You have one of those? No? No, no. Okay. I just, I'm. I know how to spell it. Okay. Well, it's, um, a, it's a strange word. You know, some, a lot of times people have friends who have them or aunt and uncle, whatnot. And right. have them. It's, it, a, it's just, you know, ostomy with a C-O-L in the front of it. I mean, it's, yeah. it's pretty simple. Oh, you got, um, it. you got it there. Well, you know what? That's actually not simple. You're pretty smart. Smart young man if you got that. Because a lot of people... <laughs> I'm not kidding. I bring up that a lot of times. People are like, like, Colista, what? And they think I'm talking about like a movie star or something. They don't think I'm talking about a, a, a medical idea. Right, I understand. Mm-hmm. Well, I did get some information for you. Um, it just states that if a passenger uses an ostomy, um, mm-hmm. the way they're screening, um, basically, you you won't have to show it. Um, you won't okay. have to expose it. You won't have to empty it or anything like that. Okay. Um, just let them know whenever you get to security that you have the ostomy, okay? Okay. Um, before the screening begins, and that's all you'll have to do. Okay, got it. That that makes sense then. Whew. So who would I tell? Would I tell the person, uh, the ticket taker? Or? Doing the security. Okay. You just tell the transportation security officer. Okay, just tell them that. And they'll and they'll put up the signal and be like, hey, this he's got the thing, it's okay. Okay, good. Okay, so i got the shoe thing. Um, I'm just trying to think here. I mean, it's been so long, I really don't know what's different. I just get some hearsay here and there. And who knows how much that is true, you know what I mean? Yeah, it, it's it's fairly simple. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you if you have a computer, you can about find anything that I'm going to tell you on our website. Yeah. Well, you know, um, I'm not too good with computers, so that's that's why I'm calling. <laughs> I, that's that's what I'm here for. Good. What, I mean, I don't mind a bit to assist you. Now, what about like a pocket knife, like a little bitty one, like a like the kind you use, like a like a little Swiss Army nail file type guy? Well. As of right now, mm-hmm. they're not acceptable. Um, I mean, I have heard of some changes that are going to be occurring later on, um, or we're going to let you know really, really small knives and stuff through. How, sm- how small um, is really small? I guess. Uh, let me see if I can't find something here for you. Hold on, give me just a second. Okay. According to here, it says it, it'll start actually April the 25th. Oh, uh, that's, that's soon. That's real soon here, coming up. Yeah, it won't it won't be much longer. Um, it'll be next month sometime. Okay. Uh, but it, it says that um, the blades uh, must be no more than 2.36 inches or 6 centimeters. Oh, that's small. Um, and that's from... 
Yeah, that's from the tip to where it meets the handle or the hilt. So it is very small. Um, and then it's the blade is not not allowed to be more than a half an inch in width. Okay. So when did this, how come this is now a new thing? Do you have any idea? Um, let's see. It's not really saying for sure. Um, I mean, it's just something they added. I mean, it's not even saying why they are adding it or what caused them to add it. It's just saying that this is going to be a new screening procedure. We don't make the rules. We just tell the people and go on. Right. <laughs> who, who does make that rule? Um, I'm assuming like the administrators and stuff like oh, that. Okay. So. Well, that's good because, you know, you got to have a little pocket knife. Is that something that just I grew up with? A lot of people grew up with that and ain't. I ain't gonna hurt nobody with that, you know. All you gotta, it's like a, it's a little tool. It's like having a little tool. All right. Same as a hammer, you know. Yeah. You can you can you bring a hammer through there or no? No, they won't let you bring a hammer. <laughs> okay. How how long of a saw? What about like a little saw? Um, I'm not even aware if they let you okay. put saws right now. What about like a like a chisel? I'm a, um, I'm a woodworker, and that's that's the you know, that's what I, that's my trade. I don't I don't even know if they'd let you bring a chisel. A chisel? Oh no! I mean, you could you could put all them items in your checked baggage. Okay. Now that's going under the plane. Okay, that wouldn't be yeah. a problem, but you wouldn't be able to bring these in your carry on. Okay, so no chisel, no saw, no hammer. What about like sandpaper? Sandpaper? I mean, I'm sure that they wouldn't care for sandpaper. Okay, sandpaper. I mean, some people's skin is like scan sandpaper, so, you know, <laughs> can't really stop that from coming through. Um, hmm. Okay, I'm just trying to think here. I'm looking through my bag. My, I'm looking through what I'm, my contents here, what I got. Um, okay, okay, here. And I can bring all kinds. Of, okay, got shirts, socks, underwear, pants, sweater, jacket, rain jacket. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm trying. Is there anything else I should be aware of? Is there like a, a how, how? It must be this tall to ride kind of thing going on now. <laughs> no. Oh, that'll be funny now, wouldn't it? Yeah. And then, and so you just go through. It's like a metal detector, like any other place, huh? That's all it is. Just a right. Well, detector. they do have some machines at some airports. That's called the advanced imaging technology. What is that? And I mean it. it what you'll do is you'll just stand in it. You'll, I mean, they'll explain to you how to, how it works. Okay. And they'll actually see like two little feet things. You just stand there and they'll tell you to put your arms above your head for a little, for just like five to seven seconds. Oh, I can't. And uh, it I, just. I can't reach my arms. I can, the highest I can reach my arms is at my shoulder. Oh, okay. Well, I would tell them that. Okay. Um, I mean, they may still, I mean, that might be high enough, mm -hmm. or they may just tell you to go through the walkthrough metal detector. I'm not really for sure. Just make sure that you let them know about that, okay? Got it. Okay. So, bring a real dry sandwich, roast chicken, no juice, pickles wrapped up, double socks, no shoes, no jewelry, tell them I have the colostomy. Tell them I can't raise my arms over my shoulders and uh, go to the bathroom and right before heading in that line, and I guess I'll be good, right? Is there anything else I got? Oh, no chisel. Make sure make sure that you don't, or make sure that you tell them about your staples, too. My staples, right, okay. Yeah, because those will, I'll, I, sometimes I worry I'll go by like a really big magnet, and they'll just get sucked on out, you know. Uh, ooh. <laughs> I don't like thinking about that. 
It's like that movie. You know, you ever seen that movie where that guy, he's um, he's running through a forest, but he's like being chased by some kind of a, a magic guy who's got a control over magnets. And then he gets, he had this bracelet made of iron on his left leg. And it gets lifted up through the trees and all the all, all this bamboo, right? Because it's like over in Chinese or something. Rips through all the bamboo because he's got this iron on his leg. And then it just it tears his foot clean off. It's scary as hell. Have you seen that movie? I don't think I have. I can't think what it's called. It's called something like Run, Run from the Devil. Or no, it's called... Uh, Oh shoot! I don't know. It's it's pretty fun. I recommend it. Yeah, I recommend it. Okay. Well, then I, I I'm all set here. I'm and um, well I'm not I'm not traveling until the first week of May. Now you say about this pocket knife thing. That's in April. Yes. Is there a way I can find out if that's going to be for real, so I can bring my pocket knives? Yeah, it's on our website. Oh, like I said, you know, website uh, websites not a. Like website to me might as well be like a like a planet Jupiter. <laughs> well, I'm not aware of anywhere else that it's showing up right now, but okay. I do know that it is on our website. Well, I guess I'll call back. What's your name? I'll call you back if I can. Uh, my name is Sean. All right, Sean. I'll ask for you by name, and once that comes down to that thing. Okay, then. Okay, good luck with you. All right, you too, sir. Good on you. All right, you have a good day. You too. Keep on uh, praising it and shining that light, all right? <laughs> all right, you too, sir. I will. I'm going to shine it on down. All right, you have a good day. You too. Have a good one. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Oh, my God. Gandalf the Grey. Gandalf. Check two. Check two. Check it. Check, check it. Check it. Snaps. Chubby Checker. Snaps. Hewlett Packer app. Grass. Not happy. Hewlett Packer. Not loving it. Not Step hating it. it. Living. <laughs> living with it. <laughs> living with it. Uh, diseases. Uh, diseases of the mind. Body Ebola. Face Ebola. <laughs> Ebola of the mouth. Crotch fester. It's getting in. It's getting out. Everybody's touching it. Laughing from beyond. Swelling and braces. Where's it coming from? <laughs> too many, too many fingers. Cut That's one good. off. Yeah, real good. good stuff. Hey, Scotty Landis. Hey, how are you? Good. I'm recording. Oh, good. I'm recording right now. Oh, let's get into welcome it. Welcome to Twisting the Wind. Welcome, <laughs> welcome to my cabin. Oh, this is wonderful. Your cabin in the city. Yeah, it's nice. Overlooking the city, the cabin. Scotty Landis, uh, so we know we've known each other for a good while now. Yeah, yeah probably about four years. Four years. Yeah. Met uh, in the process of the show Mega Drive. Yes, There's, my first show. Was oh, that your right. first show? It was, yeah. First time. First time uh, being com completely abused by television. And, yeah. It was, that was a big yeah. first show for you, though, really. Cause it was. Because it's not it like good. your first acting or anything like that. It was just like the first time being a stuntman. You were basically <laughs> yeah. a hired stuntman yeah. with but, no training. Yeah, hired stuntman with no training who had to be, also had to do non-stunt things at the same time. It was great. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that, that was, was my fun. first show, too. Yeah. And uh, it was such a weird way to start. That's like the weirdest show to start on because it's like most shows, it's like you're so worried about script or you want to yeah. get the perfect punchline. And this one was just like, what can we do to a truck with a jet engine attached to it? Like, oh. give me 10 things you can do. Give me 100 things you can do. Fucking with trucks. How, how can we truck with the fuck? Yeah. Who's this guy here? That's uh, my favorite YouTube video star. Oh. It's just a throw pillow that 
my girlfriend made for me and yes. it's a guy's Sweet. acting reel uh and that's that's his scream laugh face really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's him he goes from being very placid to extremely i'll send you the link it's really awesome nice. to scream to crying to laughing it's great all in 40 seconds i'm gonna use him on my back yeah, he's oh. nice. It's a nice pillow. It's very supportive. He is. He's a good guy. You're a big YouTube uh, watching fan, aren't you? Yeah. I try to dig yeah. pretty deep. You I try to, to dig find surprisingly things. deep. I've seen some pretty deep digs from you that I didn't think. What was that? Was that a spider? I think I got him. Yeah, spider? it was a spider. Okay. Yeah, was, that's how afraid of things I am. He was on the move. Actually, backhand it. I'm a big fan of spiders in the home. I like I like to keep them there. You can see some webbing oh, up in the rafters. Yeah, you but basically yeah. have a spider. Uh, you have a spider zone up there. It's, it's a zoo. Yeah, it's a, we bought a zoo, and this is our main attraction. This, are just this, endless spiders that are slightly out of reach. Loafing. I do get my leaf blower in here and just kind of blow up there, <laughs> but it they're so strong it doesn't. It doesn't break them. It just right. like it's great. It, it just sort of like teaches them what was faulty in their construction. Yeah, and then all the dirt and sawdust that's up there that you're not supposed to see just right. slowly rains down upon nice. us. I saw my neighbor the other day using the leaf blower to. Uh, he was aiming it up in the tree, I guess trying to do a little proactive uh, leaf removal. <laughs> yeah. Get them down before they fall. Yeah, that's nice. I could bring it in if you yeah. want to do it. We can. You can Is have a, a blow. One it's or? right there. No, oh. it's right outside. I can I keep it outside. I can grab it. When did you get that? I uh, got it for uh, another show we were shooting. We wanted to. We asked these three girls to smear their face with Vaseline. And then put plates of baby powder in front of their face, and then the host just blew. Oh, is this for uh, Money from Strangers? It was for Money from Strangers, and it was one of the many extremely uh, intellectual things that we right. approached on that show. <laughs> that show was, uh, you're the head writer for that, right? Yes. Yeah, that was a fun show to make. Right? It's great. Yeah. Yeah, it's the most fun show, and people I enjoyed it. that come on it, and like you did, yeah. like the comics that come on and do the show can't believe it's real and that it's right. happening because nothing is fake about it so we just mess with people in a real way you get that to be an actual puppet master in real life yeah exactly and it's like a video game it's like yeah. a human video game and and the host jeff die he's always like that's exactly he's like it's the world's greatest video game <laughs> because you tell people to do and they do it and then they just keep escalating so i'm trying to get jeff die to do the show with uh my friend anthony but i keep He's he's always traveling. He's, yeah. a, he's a busy guy. He's a road guy. Yeah, road guy. Um, he'd do it though. He'd love to do it. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah. I so I got that, and then at the end of the day, they were like, uh, "Anybody want this leaf blower?" And nobody said anything, and I was trying to play it cool and be like, "Somebody's gonna take this." Like, there's some PA that'll sell it for thirty yeah. bucks, and nobody said anything. So I took it, and then I had to go to dinner. This is in New York. No, here oh, we did okay. some reshoots out Sorry, here. I, that was I was gonna give you some real congratula congratulations for yeah taking, moving with a leaf blower well it was yeah that yeah, would right. be great mm -hmm. uh but i had to do exactly that like afterwards i was supposed to meet somebody i was running late because the shoots always go late right and i had the leaf blower always so i took late. it to a bar so i just had a leaf blower in a bar <laughs> right. and honestly if i was single that would be the it's the best thing you can do to meet people because it's like they just keep wanting to ask you like oh so what's up with that yeah and you hey. can't hang it it's just a handle that blows wind so it's just like people are like what the and it's like instant laughs instant way in so if you're single take a leaf blower at every bar and you'll get laid constantly nonstop. Yeah. are you working on a book about that you could write you could write, definitely write a book about I, I am kind of writing a book proposal right, right now that's like how to do things really well oh, okay. in your early 20s. This is the stories that I want to hear because you have 
Um, let's just let's just negate your book right now. Yeah. You, I spent like I think it was an hour or two once hearing hearing all these stories that I never knew were true or didn't know about you, about your experience with college, how you basically didn't spend any money in four years. That's true. Going to what was not a shitty school. No, it. Uh, when I was in school after my freshman year, I, like I got one scholarship, okay. and it was a local rec council scholarship local for like, rec? yeah, like um, recreational sports. Okay. So because I like, played sports in high school and yeah. got uh, like higher than a B average, they gave me something like fifteen hundred dollars. What, what sports did you play? I played lacrosse and okay. soccer. That's right. I'm from Maryland, so you yeah. have to play lacrosse. Uh, and I took that money and I bought books first semester and mm -hmm. it, you know books are like insane They're so it was like ridiculous. $600 or $800 for books and I expected that money to last me for a really long time because I honestly at that time it was probably the most money I'd ever had also at that time you don't have no idea I, I think I only learned about money about last year yeah kind of about how money like oh so this is how much goes how long and where yeah and so. like a year like now I just look at every paycheck I'm like 40% of that is just gone. gone. So don't even think about 50 it. 50 maybe even. Yeah, and if you have agents or managers or lawyers, it's like, Done. okay, so basically, I whatever they say I'm getting for the week. You get a quarter of it. <laughs> I get 45% yeah. of it. And I'll put it in. Like, I'll instantly put it in my phone and be like, mm -hmm. oh, okay. And it's still cool, but it's, ugh. yeah, you learn that. It hurts. You learn that fast once you start doing this and everybody's taking a piece yeah but yeah so that first year i ran out of money and i had to work as a bouncer at a gay bar in northampton massachusetts <laughs> called divas and <laughs> dance like nobody's watching i had a black shirt with a martini glass on it Jeez. and i was one of two straight people that worked there and they were also like really nice the whole staff and everybody were hilarious and it was a mix of lesbians and gay men L so it was great. -T -T. Yeah, and depending right. on the night, because you know it's like small town, so depending on the night, it would be overwhelmingly lesbians, overwhelmingly gay men, and then Fridays yeah. and Saturdays was everybody. It was like all of New England converged there to gay it up together. Everyone who came to dance. Yeah, it was great. Like, yeah, but they were watching. Everybody was looking, and all the lesbians would sit and drink uh, Budweiser at the bar, and all the gay men would dress like angels and topless angels and dance on the bar. Huh. And it was great. It was actually really fun. So I did that job and I was working that job. I was like, there's no way. Like next year, I was already looking forward to my sophomore year going like, I'm going to run out of money again and I don't want to have to keep working this job. Right. So I figured out all these little ways to <laughs> basically go to college for free besides tuition. Okay. So I became an RA. Never wrote a single person up. So that was free room. So the best RA. Yeah, the best yeah. RA. I never wrote anybody up. My first speech was called Don't Be a Dick, which I said <laughs> to 25 freshman boys. I said, as long as you don't light my bulletin boards on fire, like knock on my door in the middle of the night, get in fist fights on my floor, drink on the floor. I'm like, just close your door. I won't. I won't ever be like, what are you doing in there? Like pot smoke rolling so you're like, out. You're like the libertarian RA. Yes, yes. And it worked. Yeah. And they immediately smiled and they immediately laughed. And they were like, oh, cool. So they never messed with me. And so that was free room. Mm -hmm. And I think it was like $50 a week, which seems oh, get, so like puny. Yeah. But in college, it's great. It's right. like all your delivery for that week. Yeah. So then I figured out that you never need to get a parking pass. <laughs> Because you can park at the Big Y supermarket and then hitchhike to school. Okay. So every morning, I would yeah, I love how you just you figured that out. It's sort of like it's like, oh yeah, that that's definitely a legitimate workaround. Because mm -hmm. a lot of people do that, right? A lot of people park at the Big Y and hitchhike. 
Well, campus, it was right? like it was over pretty, a pretty mile standard. away. So yeah. yeah, it was yeah exactly. Yeah, so it was, it was almost like a whole bunch of people you would see doing that, right? Because it's really normal. There'd be nobody out there <laughs> but me, and the only people that ever picked me up were the Canadians, like a Canadian exchange students. Like right. you'd see a Subaru Outback with a, a Quebec license plate or Ontario license plate. Right. It's like guaranteed, or just all the Australians, like anybody okay. from Australia. Every single day I got picked up, and my plan was like I would wear my backpack like prominently so they could tell I was a student and right. I would walk backwards and like almost smile with my thumb very far out so uh -huh. it was like no doubt every day I got picked up did you was there ever like a time when it took too took like an hour or something like no that? it would take usually like I think the most well the other thing is I'd, I would walk towards campus while so it's happening you're shortening the distance yes. as you're okay but people once you got in the car they're like hey man and sometimes it'd be somebody new from class but you know 80% of the time it wasn't and they would go out of their way for you they would actually like take me directly to my building not just like campus right? they would be like no where are you going and was I'm, this like every single day every day Okay, Every so day Monday I class. Friday. Uh, Monday to Friday. And by that time, I had gotten off Fridays, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So would, Monday to Thursday. To and then I would do the same thing or talk to somebody in class. I'm like, hey, can you give me a ride to mm -hmm. Big Y? So that's parking and housing. Then I figured out that you could sneak into the Amherst Dining Hall. I went to UMass, but you could walk over to Amherst College. And a friend of mine was going there, and he ha he worked in the kitchen, so he gave me the passcode of the elevator that goes from the entrance to the kitchen. So we would go in, go down, walk through the entire kitchen where people were cooking, just walk through like up into the dining room, and then eat. So then we would also take Tupperware with us and just load up. Like we were taking like four pounds of deli meat, <laughs> a one. Every kind of condiment, salad dressing. We'd fill up soda and soup containers and take like <laughs> all the food taken care of, including groceries. So like you, you would use soup containers to fill up with like Coca-Cola. Yeah, everything. Okay. Everything we could fill up. Milk, because you know they have those big mm. um, like chrome things that you pull down to milk just fires out. We would just fill those up. And then we would go three times a day. We would eat three meals a day and then load up on groceries the entire time. Then I found out at Hampshire College... Uh, which was also nearby, had free laundry in the dorms. Mm -hmm. So I would go and park and stand near a door, and when somebody would come out, I would just pin it open and go do laundry. So then I had food, laundry, housing, and transportation free. They didn't free. have laundry in your dorm? That you were they right? did, but you had to pay. What, like 50 cents? Probably. Probably. <laughs> oh, no, man, what an inconvenience. <laughs> it was part of the adventure. You know, it was fun. Uh, and then we, uh, then I figured out that once they give you, you know how they give you a syllabus on like day one, right. and it's just like, hey, this is what it's going to be, and it had all the required reading. So I was, I'm not a note taker. I was never somebody that ever like, like highlight. I've never highlighted in a book or anything like that. So I would just go read the chapter the day before in the bookstore. So I just sat and read in the bookstore. So I never bought books again all three years. Go in the bookstore. Go in the bookstore, like read the chapter, put it back on the shelf. And, you know, it's actually really easy to do. You just do yeah. it in between classes, and then you never have homework either. So that was fun. And then the last thing was, so that was like, I mean, even right there, it's most of your expenses. Yeah. And then my friend worked at a beer place called the Spirit House. And if you bought, you know, Massachusetts was really big on recycling and bottle okay. redemption. Not anymore. I don't know. I haven't been there in a while. <laughs> they were like, yeah, no, nah, didn't work. This economy. We it's tried. Weird. It, yeah, it's, it's yeah, a we mistake. Mm -hmm. Print more. Uh, <laughs> well, we realized our biggest industry was bottle manufacturing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Neko wafers, bottle Ooh. manufacturing. So you go to this liquor store. So my friend worked there, and he got a slight discount, like 10% mm -hmm. or 20%. And then we would buy cases of bottled PBR 
for four dollars after the disc like after you recycled it and got the discount and got the refund or whatever right it worked out to some it worked out to almost be free i think it was like two dollars difference so we were basically getting beer food housing books parking all of that for free and i did that for three years and you know in the end you i look back and it was probably like 25 grand (laughs) 25 grand of of cash and prizes yeah constantly and it was fine and i didn't work that much in school after that and even the uh, junior and senior year i didn't work when i was in class because i just wasn't i wasn't spending any money right it was great nice and it's easy to do Mm -hmm. it's just like uh it honestly was just looking around these weird little loopholes so i miss it yeah i wish life was still that way the things where you get to like where it's so much more fun i hate to say it but it's i think it's more fun to be poor in oh, yeah. some way it if is you're, if you're if you don't have kids and your back doesn't hurt and you don't need medicine for your for your body yeah it's kind of fun to like it's have the best. just enough yeah it's great yeah. and to like figure things out and then like you reward yourself like right. were you here did you move right here were you poor in LA for a while like i wasn't i moved here for a job oh, but then okay. i lost my job i got i got laid off which is awesome. It was great. As uh-huh. I was like, I definitely wanted to, I worked there for almost two and a half years. Did you do unemployment? Did you I did. Cruise? Yeah, I did it's the best. Yeah. And I was like, this is amazing. Yeah. I did it forever too. And so I would get little, little jobs that I could renew the unemployment with. And then I would also, I was, um, there was one point where there was, well, was a point when my, um, excuse me, or my unemployment ran out and I was like pretty much scraping by. I was selling records at a flea market once a week. Yeah. Do that people was, buy a lot of records? Like, was they, that lucrative at all? Um, it was just barely lucrative. Yeah. Yeah. I would like eat. really convince people to buy stuff. You know, I would yeah. really, I'd may, I'd do the uh, the hard sell on just about everybody. You're just packaging everything. Yeah, You're like, I, listen. It's it's not that it's weird how much you learn about the the reason people buy certain things. A lot of times, most people buy stuff either for a gift or just because they like the way it looks. Oh, the cover. Yeah, especially like flea market people, because most people are not real record sleuths who are around flea markets unless it's like a specific like that pasadena one i was telling you about the pasadena yeah. city college that that's like japanese collectors fly in at 7 a.m and buy up all the blue note originals for 600 dollars. that's and, amazing and then leave and everything left is like reasonable stuff but. yeah because most people like the, uh, like everybody has vinyl records but it's like most people do just want to have the funniest cover yeah come funniest cover they, they just don't they don't care if it's a reissue they don't care it's not the mono or they don't care. They just don't care about most of it. Or they, the best is I had a friend who was like, oh, I, I like that scratchy sound. It's like, you know, it's nostalgic. I'm like, yeah. it's not supposed to sound that way. Yeah, they it's exactly. It's supposed to sound good because it's music that's been recorded. So, yeah. I mean, when we were kids, though, we would just destroy our parents' records like all the time. I don't even remember. I don't even remember. I know that I wasn't allowed near the turntable after when I was like three years old. I think I, my dad had a really nice Thorin's, like super duper hi-fi Oh yeah, you know, music guy. Yeah, but not like, not like a real music guy, like a guy who's into the stereo equipment because it costs a lot of money. Yeah, it's a fun thing to sink your dollars into. Yeah, if, when you have extraneous dollars. And it's so weird, like all that money they would spend. Like I don't even know how much a record player, like a stereo, like that would cost. But like now you can get better sound, better sound quality and everything out of something that's so small. Yep. It's like ridiculous that they and you see those wood frame bo- uh wood frame speakers still and they're huge and i used to have a set around here and it was like they sounded so bad it, it's unbelievable like what the level of excellence used to be just yeah just empty it was an empty hollow sound yeah i mean you can get you could spend so much money there was a store in minneapolis we go to called the absolute sound run by this guy named mark 
I think I can't remember his last name, but he was blind. Oh yeah. And he was like, this place was so deeply high end. It was like there were guys who come in there to buy like it was like the Pentagon. Yeah. It was instead of making tools for war, it was tour for, tour, tools for impressing your fellow rich guy friends. Yes. Like the special turntable that rides on an air pocket that has a has a proprietary air pump for it. <laughs> Stuff like that. Yeah. I had a guy once like pinch my arm. We were at the beach. He was like a friend of mine's dad and he'd been drinking too much. And he like pinched my uh, forearm like mid-conversation afternoon on the beach in Ocean City. And was like, I have a stereo system at my house. Oh, he was recently divorced. I should say oh, this definitely. too. He and, definitely is. And, and he was just like, some... you can lie down on the floor in my living room and put on Pink Floyd and it will sound like the helicopter is landing on your it's nose. It's always Pink Floyd, <laughs> yeah. too. It's always Pink Floyd, It's going to land on your nose and you're going to love it. And I was like, yeah. oh, you're hurting me, mister. And it was so weird, but it was like he was just like dominating me. Lay down. <laughs> I'm telling you, you want you want a beer? I'm cool with it. It's cool. Don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can't hear you can't hear anything. You can't hear your wife calling, your ex-wife calling with divorce papers. It was just, awesome. just drowns out all the problems. The big <laughs> yeah. thing that those guys were into was something called sound staging, which is this thing where I guess if you have the right speakers set up, the right distance to part with the right everything, if you close your eyes and it's a, it's a, it's a, if it's a recording that's been made with a single mic or with a stereo mic you can see the instruments because it creates this uh, oral picture. Oh, really? Yeah, and that's what you spend the money on. You spend 10 grand so you can soundstage. Are you so into that? Do you do that? Uh, I got into it for a little bit, but it's one of those things where it's not that fun because you have to sit still in the middle of the room and have to have the speakers perfectly set up. And even then, there's only some recordings that sound that are recorded in such a way that make that enjoyable. Right. So it's the kind of thing like... So you just close your eyes and you're like... the the tambourines to my left right you, now you can see like you can see where it is in, in physical space like it's actually oh like very specific wow and that's so cool th that's the whole thing there's actually some guy now who's been doing this for a while some uh some scientist who's trying to recreate this without having to have that uh thing where you have to have a very specific space he's trying to map it where he you have some sort of like a you know how they do motion capture yeah it's like that but for your head so the speakers are like they they find your ears. It has to do with something where it doesn't work with headphones because the, each ear has to hear. It's like, I don't know, it's some math your brain does when it hears things. It's like how you I, can tell. Like, there was something oh, in MGM that used to do that where yeah. you used to close your thing and it sounded like Mickey Mouse walked in a room and shot an arrow at exactly, you and yeah. like, yeah, walk by it's and that. clap. And it's creepy. But the creepiest part of those rooms is like when you open your eyes and everybody else's eyes are closed and they're like their expressions are changing. <laughs> yeah. So you're Ooh. watching silent people with headphones, usually tourists, just making the weirdest faces. Great time to rob somebody. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Weird time to like, you know, touch somebody's inner leg. But I, I'm not like that at all. Like when it comes to music, like yeah. I, uh, I mean, I'm not. I don't know. I find I think it's novel, but I'm, I don't like really. It's too much work. Yeah, I just want the fucking blast. I want that. <laughs> when I was in high school, I got an Alpine CD player. In Alpine, my, it, Alpine yeah. was such a big. You thing had to get it. That. Yeah, you had to get yeah. an Alpine, and if Alpine. you got the one with the dial, not the vo oh, for yeah. volume, the dial was like important because it was more. Uh, you could control it that much Will more. Smith. Yeah. Will Smith. And I got it, and P and I had a, a ninety uh, four Corolla, Ooh. so it was you know sweet ride. Yeah, man. Uh, and blew out the stock speakers listening to Backstreet's Back, trying to make the girls no, in my didn't. car laugh. 
Yeah, oh, I cranked it up. Okay. I put the bass all the way down. It was like it had no it had no subwoofer at all. Oh, right, right. Yeah, it had like cardboard cone. <laughs> blew it out like right. totally, and just like zzz, and but I get this CD player because I think I had gotten like two hundred dollars for Christmas or three hundred dollars combined. Buy it. Awesome. Impressed people. The weird car kids in high school were like, the "That's a kids. great one." This is like you know before you could have DVD players and stuff in your car, and then it couldn't play uh, if you recorded a CD. Oh, like, CDRs, yeah. Yeah, couldn't record mm-hmm. a CDR, mm-hmm. so it was worthless. So like yeah. it was great, and then when everybody would make me mixtapes, I'm like that or mix CDs, I'm like awesome. The car. And then like they would bring it up in my car. I used to love to drive, so I was always driving to parties and stuff. And they would be like, Scotty, put in that thing, and I play it. And the only way you could get to work is you'd have to like skip to three and then skip back to two really quick. And if it caught it somehow, you have to trick it. So like you know, and like these are all like music kids, so they would like make sure that like one song led into the next. And I was always just blowing it for them, just oh, totally no. fucking it up. But that's great. Music kids. Sixteen-year-old music, yeah, music heads. Music kids. But that was like Sublime and stuff. Or like Three Eleven was the biggest 311, band yeah. when I was in high school. Like by far the biggest band. Come on, Regina. <laughs> yeah, and I, yeah, and I didn't get it. I was like yeah. one of those people that was like, no white rap, except the Beastie Boys. Like, well, what were you into then? Back then, yeah, crap, horrible stuff. Yeah. Um, I used to like G Love and the Special Sauce. I was into them in, in college. Yeah, yeah, I, definitely I used got to like them. them. Uh, who else? love. You know, he, he, he uh, became Christian, like hardcore Christian. No. Yes, yes. M- many years ago, actually. No. It's not new. My friend's mom ran a catering company that went to Woodstock 94, and so that she <laughs> hired all these kids from my high school, and I was like, what happened? Tell me everything. And most of the stories are terrible, but the one silly one is like one of my friends was carrying two cases of beer to G-Love's trailer. Because he played at Woodstock, yeah. which is during the day. And he walked in, G-Love was having sex with a groupie or whatever. Oh. And he was like the, very polite and was like, oh, you can just put those beers down right over there, man. Thanks a lot. While he was like on top of this I girl. In, in and, pen. Yeah. And in my, pen. my friend, I think, was like 14-year-old kid. He was like on the wrestling team. He was like this little kid that barely knew what was going on. And he was like, it probably changed his life. Yeah. He's probably, I haven't heard from that kid in 20 years, but he's probably like a sniper or something. Sniper now. or like a, like deep into uh, pornography yeah uh, just jacuzzi salesman yeah. in the midwest just like can talk jacuzzi anybody sales. into one yeah but i was um when i was poor in new york it was the same scramble it was mm-hmm. like you would have to figure out ways to tie meals to get like make one meal last and so like whenever anybody would be like hey scotty come over for food i'd be like great and i would like stagger the way i ate at that party so that it was like i had like two meals within three oh, so hours you eat right away then you yeah. eat it right before you leave yeah exactly <laughs> and then i'd be like good good for the night good for the night it was great you used to do a lot of uh you were a waiter for a long time too right i was yeah i waited tables for like uh i waited tables in pensacola beach florida at a place called bushwhackers bushwhackers <laughs> Pensacola? Yeah. Oh my God. There is a deep level of sunburn that is Pensacola. Yeah. There's like the, uh, the, uh, the sunglasses tan is. Is standard well issue. Represented. Yeah, yeah, it's like military town with high power surgeons and lawyers, 
and it's where like rednecks are mm -hmm. but it's actually i lived in atlanta for a while and i kind of pensacola is more more redneck south yeah, by yeah, a mile totally than atlanta well, most of northern florida is i mean tallahassee is that same way it's so. really fun i was there when i was 19 why did you it was super live in fun pensacola? uh after a year in college it snowed so much my freshman year with the second semester of my sophomore year i went to university of west florida to, to and i just went down you there transfer? on domestic exchange oh, which domestic was like exchange. yeah so my friend i just said to the lady i was like which school is closest to the beach and she's like hawaii manoa or university of st john and i was like i'm gonna go to university of st john, st. john. in the caribbean okay um and she's like you can't and i was like no i want to and Why? she said it's really black <laughs> and i said i'm cool with that i was like i'm from baltimore like yeah. i have no i like black people and she's like no 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 it's 99 percent black <laughs> it'll be you and 42 black kids in every single class and i was like i'm cool with that and she's like i'm strongly advising you so I was like, well, why do we even she have this as an, why is this offered? Yeah. Why are you offering this program for, I mean, at UMass, there were like 900 black students anyway. So right. it was like what they were going through right. <laughs> every day. Yeah. So it's like, let's send them to the Caribbean to hang out with black people for one semester a oh year. Oh my God, it sounds like sort of back to Africa movie Yeah, it was like a liberation oh thing. Yeah, it was like a revert, it was oh, colonization. <laughs> and so I was like, no, I can't do that. And she's like, Hawaii Manoa is really beautiful. And then, It'd but it was like with the flights and everything was way too expensive. Yeah. She was like, University of West Florida, it's in Pensacola, it's 10 miles from the beach, and it's cheaper than going here. Mm -hmm. I was like, good. My friend and I, Franco, went down and we like... Franco. Yeah, Franco. What's his... Franco. His name's uh, Francesco Lawrence Arsenal. Italian? Uh, Ita French, Italian. French, Canadian, and Italian. Okay. And he and I went to... He was a UMass guy, a friend from Massachusetts. Franco, I could do. Uh, yeah, a great dude. And we go, we drive down from Massachusetts, fully loaded car. We get there, we get this really great on-campus apartment. And then it was like, as soon as the weather was nice, it was, they had multiple choice tests, which I thought was the best. <laughs> so we would finish tests. They, the teacher would be like, you guys have one hour and 30 minutes to finish this test. Mm -hmm. We'd finish it in eight minutes. We'd like point at our friends or like say hi to people and then go to the beach. And then we just hung out on the beach. And the beaches in Pensacola are amazing. They're nice. Yeah, yeah, Gulf Coast beaches are very nice. They're amazing. It, I, they're I, uh, ruined. They're they shouldn't be. They should be in the hands of other people. Yeah. Even though, to be honest, going down there, like it is fun down there. Like the people down there are rednecks, it. but it's fun. But they're like the they're like the the best rednecks. Yeah. I remember being because I you know I went to school in Tallahassee. Oh right. At Florida State, and I was at a uh, you know standard college kegger, and it was uh someone's backyard. You know, sweating just. There's not you're not even sweating. You you are just part of the environment. It's yeah. so humid, all the so time. hot, and it's like three o'clock in the morning. It's sort of like the you know people tend to show up at parties right when like the second keg arrives. Yeah, or, there's or, always or, a second wave of people. Yeah, or they show up right when it's over. Just that weird like hearing about it. somehow they're they're there. They're not supposed to be there. And pre-cell phone. That's what's crazy. Phone, People yes. would like, you know, you'd have to get there. Or like like one girl had a cell phone. It's always like yeah. one in 15 people had a cell one phone. One jappy girl yeah. who would be like, mm -hmm. hey, my dad pays for this. It's two ninety nine a call. Case. Yeah. So I was at this party. And I remember this guy showing up. He's probably about 5'5", five, five, maybe 5'4". Five, little guy. Big named, heart, though. Oh, Huge yeah. heart. Big little guy named Rob. And he shows up. 
He's got a ponytail and like, you know, boot cut jeans. Just talking like this. How, what's up, y'all? My name's Rob. How y'all doing up there? What's up? Hey. Oh, cool. Kegs tapped out. I don't, worry, I don't worry about that too much. Hey, what's up? I'm an alligator hunter. Y'all want to come out and shoot alligator with me later tonight? Yeah, I love those guys. Those are my favorite guys. And then he tried to all sell us all ecstasy. He's like, what's up? Y'all want some funny bones? Some moon rocks? Some disco biscuits? What's up? <laughs> I never heard any of those words before. What are you talking about? You know, some E, bro. You want some E? That's so, funny. But he like, gave me his phone number and he said, um, he was going to go alligator hunting later that night. He told me all about it. Like going to some canoe. One guy does the canoe. One guy has a shotgun on the on the bow. And they shine a light into the water. And when the, when the alligator comes up, they shoot it in the fucking head with a shotgun. <laughs> That's what they do. While drunk, of course. They're, they're yeah. drunk. They're drunk like... They're better at drinking. Yeah. <laughs> but like I had never seen DUI billboards everywhere. But when you go down south, especially oh, off yeah. of Route 10, it's like oh, yeah. every other one is a lawyer for DUIs or getting mm -hmm. out of DUI class. And like everybody, we would, uh, like somebody would leave work, they'd get home and then call the restaurant. Like a chef would leave and then call the restaurant. We were all rolling silverware and it was like, okay, there's a, there's an alcohol trap on this bridge and there's another one over there. Alcohol so, trap. and we would all either drive another way or, uh, or just like, um, stay. We would just mm -hmm. stay and drink and think after like three hours it would go away. It was great. Um, but yeah, I have a friend down there who was the exact same guy. Like he would just show up and he would just start bullshitting and get oh, into any situation. Like he could, he talked to this waitress once and it just, well, actually this is pretty easy. He talked a Waffle House waitress <laughs> into letting us smoke cool cigarettes in the Waffle House. Yeah, that's probably, yeah. Waffle House, Waffle House waitresses took, are some of the greatest people in the universe. Yeah, yeah. and it didn't take <laughs> much, but he, he just had a way of like, just keep repeating things and breaking people down and saying the same thing over and over where he, he was like, he's a hero. And to me, he was a hero, but he, he got super born again and never really did anything, oh, but he man. was like. That's such a thing that happens. Yeah. It's like. You use your talents to for good, and then it's just you, you're too smart for your own good. Yeah. So you go to Jesus because Jesus is like an infinite, uh, an infinite black hole of, of energy expending resources. You know. Yeah. There's never you you can never give too much to Jesus. Well, he was like he would show up at the apartment. He like we had an improv class together at University really? of West Florida, which was l so great. It was oh, like man. the most amazing. You know like sometimes when you try a class or like especially when you get in a comedy, you'll like try a writing class or stand-up class or something for the first time and you have a little bit of like nerves like mm -hmm. the very first time. This took all that away because it was literally like summer camp for housewives it was yeah. like married women that were going back to get their degrees and we're like i'll take an acting class i'm gonna have some fun i'll yeah. let it out yeah i'm gonna do this and then time. everything they did they were too embarrassed to do like one thing was just like pose like pose your partner like a statue and then we're all gonna stand back and like what's this gonna say it's and gonna like this one girl couldn't stand still <laughs> she just kept laughing so much and like apologizing like straightening out her shirt oh, and man. like fanning herself and we just it was like oh just tammy just stand still for two seconds and she couldn't do it and she probably got an a in the a in the oh, class you have to give an a yeah everybody a for attendance and improv and uh yeah improv. god it was so funny so i met this dude and then he started showing up at my house like kind of unannounced and he would always have two 12 packs of bush light that was bush. his drink love bush light bush light it was definitely a, a staple that and keystone light. i love keystone yeah. i still like keystone. keystone i think is the lightest beer uh yeah. yeah it's always like i had a professor that always said it's the best driving beer and that's like a great <laughs> well, professor where <laughs> that was in massachusetts actually but he's like keystone light best driving beer there is what does that mean that means you could just drink them while you drive cross country like, and not get drunk 
driving beer. I, and I, Man, our country's gone astray. Yep. No, but it's it's really true. Keystone Light is the number one driving. I beer. I think we've gone astray because that's not okay. You should. It should be okay. If you can do it. Yeah. If you can do it, you can do it. Yeah. If you can do you it, Keystone do it, Light. Can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> it should be their accent. Instead of Keystone, if you Keystone. can do it, you can do it. Keystone Light. Light. If you can do it, you can do it. <laughs> hey, if you can do it. You can do it. Yeah, and you know, it was, fu- it was so funny. And so he would come over and we would sit there and I didn't drink a lot of beer at the time. I was like everybody else that eases into it. I was always drinking like Goldschlager. Goldschlager. Or Holy Southern shit. Comfort. A lot of How Southern Comfort. Goldschlager? When I was in high school, um, the older guy, like when I was older, I worked in a bike shop, a senior, and like the older guys that worked for me would be like, what do you want? And then I'd like call friends at a party. I'd be like, what do we want? And it would be like, Goldschlager, Dark House. Dark House? Uh, Parrot te- Bay. Uh, uh, yeah, Parrot, Parrot Bay, Bay, Malibu. Uh, aftershock. Aftershock is the fucking most terrible and thing in the world. I had universe. the hookup, so I'd give them eighty dollars, and the deal was like I'd have to buy them like a twelve pack, and then they buy me whatever I want. I just had the car behind the back of the shop because we <laughs> the bike shop was next to a liquor shop. If you're an adult going in to buy a bunch of aftershock oh. and Goldschlager, you should just be arrested for rape. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what could you be doing yeah. other than raping sixteen year old girls? Yeah, yeah, like, I know. Give me a give me seventeen Hornsby's and a couple bottles of Goldschlager. It's just like the jailbait special. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's exactly right. So we would do that, and that's what I was drinking. But then he would come over, and we'd start drinking beer. So I would drink, like, six. He would drink, like, uh, like 16 beers, mm-hmm. something like that, 16, 18, then drive home. And we did this all the time, and then I would see him in class, and he was just like, I'm on, Scott, he'd be like, Scotty, I'm on a liquid diet. I drank 10 beers to put me to sleep who is and this six again? cups of coffee. This is a guy named Russ okay, who Russ. I knew in Pensacola. What's up, y'all? Russ Allen. And he was like one of my best friends down mm-hmm. there, the funniest dude. Um, and he came out to L.A. to try to be a stand-up. I think he did oh. one set, bombed, and drove all the way back. Like it, God like damn, it, it like killed him. It like was too much. That's the worst when that happens to people. I know, and I think that happens a lot. Uh, you know, my, the first set I did was terrifying. Yeah. It was horrible. It was the kind of thing where no one would make eye contact with me, even people I knew. They were, were sort of they like, felt so bad for you. Yeah, that's a weird thing in comedy where when you do some, when you do bad, it's like <clears throat> you become like a leper. You're yeah, like a, you're like a an eye leper. Yeah, like, they want to let you sit with it. Like you have yeah. to like they're like he'll get he'll be okay. We'll wait till he starts laughing later. Mm-hmm. Then we'll, we'll we'll cheer him up. Yeah, but yeah, he was like liquid diet. Ten to fall asleep, six cups of coffee to wake up, one Hardee's biscuit and gravy during the day. Hardee's. So Ugh. he was getting fat, yeah. and he would like oh, really? joke he's, about he's that. Fat? Yeah, and he That's was strange. he was having like all kinds of problems. But like we were drinking to the point where it was like twenty beers a night. Ugh. So he had to stop. And we, he went to a doctor, and the doctor was like, "You have the liver." of a seven-year-old alcoholic. Because <laughs> 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 all you're doing is drinking beer and caffeine and uh so he had to quit and they gave him medication he was off for a while and then he finally got the green light the day before easter that he could drink again (laughs) and so we're we're out we went to this huge baptist church olive baptist church it's huge it's like an arena church down there oh those are yeah and i used to like going to those i'm not religious at all but i used to like going with him because it was like big time it's uh my friend garrison used to call it six flags over jesus yeah exactly and that's exactly what it is they had a baptismal font like 40 feet up in the air that was plexiglass so when they dunk people, you could well, see well, this them. This is Pensacola, right? Yeah, yeah. I think this is the biggest church in the country, isn't it? I, I don't know. I don't know if them. that's true, but it's Pens- big. The Pensacola, I think, has the mega church claim. It's big. Yeah. I mean, it was like, uh, 
I think it's pretty safe to say it would be like 6,000 people. Um, and the most embarrassing thing, so I went on Easter. Right. I went with his parents who are super born again. He was super born again, his sister. His girlfriend and her parents who weren't as religious but worked for mm-hmm. uh, his, his dad. That so His girlfriend's go. dad worked for his dad. So it was like this weird incestual thing. You have to go with Bosco's. First thing, we're sitting there and we're having fun. Russ is fun and we're hanging out. And, uh, the first thing they do, welcome everybody, and this baby starts crying like deep, like in the bleacher seats. Mm-hmm. And it's like the the pastor tried to be so cool about it, but he was like, you know, we provide a, a free daycare during every ser- every service, so if somebody could please take that crying baby, we'll we'll send a minister or whatever they're called, we'll send a an usher a down, spiritual healer, yeah, yeah to talk to you, and we'll we'll take him out and take it. And so like we're all waiting, like he's literally waiting for a cr- one crying baby to go away. And then I was like, all right, let's do this. And everybody laughs, but it's super awkward. And then he was like. Well, we just want to welcome you. It's Easter and blah, blah, blah. And we want to welcome all the new people. Can we see everybody that's a new person here? And I was sitting there like, I'm not doing anything. And everybody that was with me that knew I'd never been there, he wanted everybody to stand up. Not like raise your hand. Stand up. (laughs) So I stand up about 40 people out of 6,000 stand up or whatever it is. It might only be 2,000, but at the time it felt like intimidating. Yeah, anything more than 500 feels like, you know. Yeah, especially when they all know everything and you don't. And mm-hmm. so I stand up, and then everybody around me starts patting me on the back and shaking my hand like the rose in front of me and like welcoming, you know, really getting you in there. And then these two guys in black suits come and they're like, "Hey, would you like to speak to us, like spiritual advisors?" Yes. And it was like, <laughs> uh, I, I think I'm okay. And they were like, "No, you should just go talk to them." Like I realized I was being sort of like. It wasn't as forceful. It was just like that numbers game where like everybody in your section is looking at you. Right. And I was like, no, I'm okay. But then you go back and talk to a guy and they just say things like, you noticed all the tsunamis and earthquakes. Do you think that you think that's a, a coincidence that that kind of thing's <laughs> happening? Uh, or do you think like maybe something's going on? And it was like, oh, yeah, weather. Weather's, uh, yeah, weather's the, you know, gone. It's, weather is the result of, of carnal choices. Definitely. It's penises and butts. So we go out to brunch after this ceremony and it's Russ his parents myself wait so you didn't have to go up to the pulpit and speak no I just had to go talk to this guy and then they bring you back and everybody like oh, pat, so they like, give you a bible they bring you in the back to sort of like hey welcome if you want to be here yeah well you go into a room a one on one room God. with like there's like 10 or 20 of these with like recruiters <laughs> yeah with a specialist named like Ray and uh but you know everybody was right. nice but it was so awkward so we go to this, this restaurant to get Easter brunch and the poor, his poor girlfriend's mother goes, Russ, how's your liver? And Russ just goes, oh, it's fine. What? I got these pills. And then he just started doing this thing where he would run his hand down his like where his chest to his stomach, then swirled around and then squirreled over where his liver is and then like shoot his hand out of his penis. And so he stands up in this restaurant at Easter brunch. He goes, oh, wait, you know, it's fine. I mean, now I can drink because I, I took these pills and they scrub, scrub, scrub the liver and went out the hole. And out his fly out his hole well just like like oh, he pissed yeah. it out right. so his parents are laughing Russ's parents are laughing the other parents are embarrassed other people are and he's like you know because I just took him they scrub 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 livering out the hole <laughs> and he did it like 15 times and now like I'm trying not to laugh but I'm like crying laughing the waiter is totally weirded out he's like yeah because you know I couldn't drink before but now it just scrub scrub scrub, scrub livering out the hole and he you know it was just built and it was like that is what 
he got away with. We just came from church, born again now, and he was born again then. But it was just like every day was like he would just do something like that where it's like, oh, you're such an alcoholic that in front of your girlfriend's parents, you're 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 miming peeing <laughs> a, a pee and after church and like everybody's totally cool. Mm -hmm. And it was like that. It is fun. Like it's religious. And I think people always think it's so oppressive. But like half of those people are just knuckleheads. It's just yeah, fun. They're definitely who says knuckleheads. Is it, was that George Bush? Oh, I don't George know. W? Uh, maybe. Said that. Mike Wilbaum uh, from was, Pardon the Interruption. <laughs> he does. There's definitely some, uh, maybe it was Cheney. There's some politician who would describe some people as knuckleheads, which is so funny. Yeah. Yeah. Rumsfeld, maybe. Oh, no. What, who's the guy that made a. Cheney? Oh, God. Chain, uh, Wolfowitz? I don't know. I, it's good. I mean, I'm glad that that era is. It's a good era. This is one of the best. It's one of the best, most fun eras. Best era. Great time for stand-ups. Yeah. Stand-ups just had more material than they knew what to do with. And like it, it, all those 90s comics that were like bitter and political and stuff, it was like the perfect ending oh, of that decade. It was the like, best. see what we're talking about? Yeah. Oh, man, what is this shit, man? Yeah, you can't do that. Last time I checked, it was a free country. Choo-choo-choo. <laughs> okay, we'll take a quick break. Sure. It sounds like you're having a really great time listening to Twisting the Wind. Oh, yeah, I freaking love it. <laughs> well, in that case, we'd love it if you would donate some of your treasure to us. Okay. No blood, just treasure, okay? Like, like some money. Yeah, that would be just great. That's going to allow us to keep making this show. Oh, yeah, I got when that. When I say us, I mean me and us and all of us together here, okay? Okay, 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 okay. Sound effects as we can. Dan, 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 we're back, back, and we're back. back. Here with Scotty Landis here on the Time Machine of Technology. It's great. Hey, Scotty. I'm loving it. We're back. Thanks for having that was me. Fun. Wasn't that pretty fun? What just happened? Uh, yeah, I've yeah. never done that before. It could before. be anything. It could be. It could have been a commercial. It could have been like a little song. Could have been like a book reading. Who knows? It'll be it'll be something interesting. Yeah. What did you do today? Anything good? Today I did nothing really. I went running. Uh, before I came over here. What's a good run for you? Well, today was a short one. I probably did like two and a half miles. I just run these steps over here. Oh, really? Have oh, you ever that, seen those? Seen like those, yeah. they're like two hundred stairs. Those are those are like heart attack stairs, man. It hurts. It it's does. hard, it's and serious. it's like you feel like such a like. If I was a thief, I would stand at the top and <laughs> mug people as soon as they get to the top. Yeah. Because as soon as I get to the top, I'm so hell. I'm like a child yeah. that's been laughing. Yeah. But. Steps are steps or something else. Going to have some tight buns, man. Yeah, you got to have your tight buns. Do you do you work out a lot or no? No, I don't. Do you do push-ups? Sometimes. Sometimes. Sometimes I do that thing where it's like 100 a day. Paul, I, I read something that Paul Newman was like, do 200 sit-ups a day, you can do anything you want. You can Paul eat. Newman? Yeah. yeah. He's like, do 200 sit-ups, you can eat anything you want, drink anything you want. So I used to do that, but I gave that up about two months ago. sit-ups. Yeah, I, I kind of go around. I vacillate. Who cares? Nobody know. cares. I just care because I like to not feel like shit, I guess. I don't know. I don't really know. I just do, I do it for me, man. I do it for me. I always felt like if you can climb out of a pool without a ladder, you can open a jar and you can hold a open baby a without jar. dropping it, like that, you're strong enough to live <laughs> yeah. in this world. Yeah, I'm trying to think. There should be some, some basic physical tests. I don't know what they are. I'm sure Schwarzenegger knows, but he's established them, right? Like yeah, well, they have the President's Awards. Did you have to do that? The Presidential Physical Fitness. Yeah. Yeah, I did that. Shit. But I don't know if they still do that, but that was like such a fun thing. It was. I was, I was really good at pull-ups because I was so skinny. And you so need to small. do three. Yeah, I could, uh, I could do, I think I did seven or maybe ten. Wow, that's huge. So you but got was, like a gold star. If you're super skinny, 
you know, I had no weight on me, so. Sit-ups are the same way. When I was a little kid, mm-hmm. like, you don't, you don't get tired. Your core There's doesn't no get weight. tired. There's so no weight, you yeah. had to do, like, 30 or whatever to pass. And I think I did, like, 60 in a minute. Like, right. you just, like, <laughs> bounce up and down, and you're like, this doesn't hurt. The trails on it. Mm-hmm. Those are good days when That's Arnold Schwarzenegger was, like, he was, I mean, I still kind of have good feelings about him because I'm like, everything that guy decides to do, he actually does. He wants you to like it. Yeah. He wants so badly to not be hated. Like, even right now, he's on this big PR rebound crusade because he's like, he wants to fix what he broke. He, yeah. You know what? He really does. He yeah. really does want to fix. Yeah. Like, he is so sorry. Yeah. I've read his biography. Oh, really? And it was like. The recent one, right? Yeah. It just came yeah. out. He talks about that. In there. He, he does. Very, like, but he, you know, the one thing is he like keeps saying like, well, when I was governor, like I knew if I had to make a hard decision, the worst thing that would happen to me, I'd go back to my movie career and make a ton of money. Like right. he'll say things like that. But I think that's where he's mistaken because it's like his last movie tanked. Mm-hmm. Like he's not a movie star anymore. No, he was never really a. I guess he was. He was the biggest for a little while. Like Terminator Two, there was an era where it's like they just kept getting bigger, and then it just like Last Action Hero, and then there's a bunch of bad ones. Great soundtrack I had on CD. Oh yeah, really? Megadeth on there. I can't remember what else was on there. It was a good. ACDC had a song just for that one. Last Action Hero. (laughs) Oh. I, I love ACDC, and they're going on tour this year. Really? I love them, and they fan. get away with doing stuff like that because they just—if you like the sound, it's like it's just so good. If you if, do it hard enough, if you really just, really just, do, do, really, really let it out. But their last album, they—I think they only sold at Walmart, like exclusively. <laughs> which are like any other band. I don't know if they even did well, but it's like people are still going to go to ACDC concerts yeah. and listen to that music because it's like They're as soon okay. as Back in Black comes on people mm-hmm. are going to be like yep ding, ding. I don't care where it could sell it anywhere and I'm going to buy it you know it could be outside the Holocaust Museum <laughs> exclusively and it's like I'm still going to buy ACDC albums so Back in Black something about ACDC always just rubbed me the wrong way because it was so just so simple you know what I mean it's very like I think that's why it works yeah. too I think that's why people love it because it's like if you just want to hear that it's Imagine all like there. The county fair going on the zipper. Remember yeah. The zipper. Oh yeah. The zipper. What was the thing called? The lightning bolt. The thing that went really. It went in a circle really fast. It was called the avalanche in Maryland. Maybe it was called the avalanche. It was that one that would be blasting like hair metal. And yes. Always be run by some guy named like Joel. Yeah. Who had had the Oakley uh the yeah blades on or wasn't the hair, it was like long, the Oakley O frames or something it was like a something frame the, the M guys, frame or the O frame the or guys the, I would see at the uh, Olmstead County Fair great were always uh, these guys with with like permed blonde hair with like the the fall down the back and those Oakleys they have like the they're like a diamond shade. They're kind of the outfielders used to wear. Yeah, the, the wraparound blades. blades. Yeah. The blades, yeah. The croakies, the blades. Smoking, smoking some merits. Yeah, it, it was uh, it was a magic time. I heard the song Insane in the Membrane for the first time on that. <laughs> yeah, and, and my friend and I were laughing so hard because yeah. the first time you hear that song, I think I was like 12, it was like two white kids from the county listening to it, a song that it was like the weirdest song I'd ever heard while going... 30 miles an hour in a circle <laughs> Cove, like with vomit everywhere that you can't see yeah it was the best I, I mean you mm-hmm. look back at it and you're like it probably cost four dollars to get into that carnival oh it was so a- cheap and it was like all like you liked girls but you didn't really know how you were oh, supposed to no like idea. girls yeah. i remember like combing my hair and wearing like a button-up shirt yeah i was gonna see some girls there yeah i'm gonna see some girls from school outside of school and it's like 
And all they had to do was be nice to you. Like, having sex with a girl back then was like if a girl's really nice to you for or a little while and smiled at you. Yeah. Or told you you had nice eyes. Yeah, or like that you're funny. And right. like, you're like 12 and you're like, I just got laid. Like, that yep. was it. She's mine. And yeah, that was so... I love those. Mm -hmm. I, I, I mean, that came like three times a year and it was always sponsored by the fire halls. And it was like you just went from one to the next. And I had... um. My best friend in middle school and in the high school is this really funny black kid named Andre, and he just loved that stuff. And we would go to these places <laughs> where it was all redneck, like just completely white, the most racist adults ever. And it's like he and I walking around, and like he's a he was just oblivious to the hatred that right. was like swarming us. But then we would just ride these rides, and it was so fun. And yeah, the I zipper, remember, the zipper was the one that was one I was very scared to go on. I didn't. I finally went on it toward like when I got older. And I was very underwhelmed by. It's like, oh, this just kind of, this is not at all what I was worried about. The zipper. What else was there? There's the, the tilt a whirl. Tilt a whirl. And I have a great story about the tilt a whirl. I went to a fair on Nantucket once over the mm -hmm. summer, and it was really small because Nantucket's so right. small. And I get on the tilt a whirl, and I was with my parents. They didn't want to get on because it makes adults puke. It makes me sick. It's the one ride I can't go on anymore because it made me. It'll kill you. But it's so fun. It is. Fun. And when you're a kid, so I wanted to go on, and I'd always gone on, so I get on, and it's me and a kid I don't know and a Rastafarian. <laughs> <laughs> and I, a kid, a if, kid, a no, kid, no. like a nervous kid, like a, like a Boston kid, a uh, and a Rastafarian guy in his thirties, probably. I don't know. They come, uh, there are a lot of Caribbean people come up and work in Nantucket over the summer and do all the summer right. stuff, work all the stores and lobster shacks and stuff. And he was an older guy. I was young. I was 12, well, maybe maybe younger. And um, the kid next to me is nervous, mm -hmm. super nervous, probably for more than one reason. And he's like white knuckling the bar. Ooh. This is, I'm not kidding. The Rastafarian starts singing a song. And I'll never forget it till day. I, it should be my ringtone. Yeah. And all he kept saying was, "The tilt a world don't go that fast. Don't worry, man." Over <laughs> and over and over. The tilt a world don't, don't go, go that, that fast. fast. Don't worry, man. man. And and he said it the entire ride, and I would. It made been, me feel so much better. Do you think he might have been an angel? He <laughs> might have been. Yeah. He should be. Angels among us. I know. It was uh, the most, and I'll never forget it. And it was on Nantucket, which makes it a thousand times weirder. Oh, yeah. Like the whitest place in the universe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm just going to get on that, Dad. Can I have three tickets out of the 12 tickets you bought me? <laughs> I'm going to sit next to the redhead kid that's blushing and about to puke and, and a Rastafarian. Rastafarian. The tilt world don't go that fast. Don't worry, man. I mean, yeah. And then, exactly. He It probably was an apparition. I was probably like hallucinating yeah. out of fear. It was probably God's grace. It was God's grace. I know. I hope, like, if I ever have a near-death experience, that right. guy's sitting next to me and, like, riding shotgun when the gas tanker's sliding towards me. Ah, it's beautiful. Do you have, like, an idea what you think your final moments will be before you're, you die? No, I don't. I really, uh, I'm in a weird, I'm not, af I'm not afraid of death, but it's also because I never even think about it. Right. But I mean, like, in terms of, like, if you had to pick... The, like five moments you're like, oh these are probably gonna be the things I think about sometimes I think I'm gonna think about stuff that sucks like I'm gonna yeah. think about god I can't remember I used to have this it was it was it became a joke but it was more just like I was I think I was watching some horrible movie or something and I was like oh this this is gonna be the movie this is what I'm gonna be thinking about before I die is yeah. this, like, like yeah. some, something horrible like the, the yeah. worst thing exactly like, you're oh gonna no be I did the wrong oh I'm dead like no yeah. I don't wanna think about oh exactly <laughs> too late I, um 
No, I don't no. because like I somebody asked me recently about like like sex came up and I realized that I could remember the first time I ate orange chicken in a mall food court better than the first time I had sex more go. vividly, way more vividly. Like yeah, I well. and I still I tried to work it out and uh you know I've completely lost touch with the the person I slept with so I was like I have no idea but like I can remember being a kid and somebody handing me a toothpick at Owings Mills what Mall with orange chicken on it like not knowing really what Chinese food was eating it and being like I will eat this for the rest of my life <laughs> <laughs> like this is my new god oh, yes this chicken that has been fried and then glazed with sugar yeah mm -hmm. and then it's like when was the first time you had sex I'm like it may have been in the bedroom mm -hmm. up, but I really it's blurry and I wasn't drunk I was but just a kid it's probably because it's traumatic it's a thing where it's like it's got to be semi-traumatic just because, it, well, it is. It's traumatic. And it's, it's the thing of the, and it was also eager scared. to do it again. Like, it was like, as oh, soon yeah. as it was over, it was like, oh, I want to try that again. Yeah. Like, I want to see what that's like again. And so it was like, you don't, I didn't like lay back and put on some sunglasses and my hands behind my head and like try to be like, soak it in. Mm -hmm. Remember what this is going to be. It was more like, it, it must have been that either some, their, her parents were downstairs. It must have been something like that where it was like panic mode. And the, get out. The girl I slept with first, um, she was so drunk when we had sex. <laughs> this is the first time, not the first time she had sex, which is almost never the case. Sometimes always the case. The first time a guy has sex is not the first time a girl is having yeah, sex. Yeah, she's there. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, the next day, she didn't remember. She was like, this is what she said. We had sex? But right. like smiling, like sort of like, oh, happy. That was nice. But like, oh, well, yeah, I guess I kind of remember that. I'm like, oh, sweet. Yeah, exactly. Oh, the girl. I yeah. never forget it. Yeah, you you forgot it, but I, I guess I should too. Oh, that's good. I mean, that was basically super bad. You basically had the experience of the movie so, yeah. super bad. Sort of. It wasn't, but it wasn't quite like that. But, but you grew up in growing up in Maryland is almost like growing up in the South, isn't it? You said it is, but it's like you it, have kind of a weird accent. Yeah, I always thought you had a weird accent. Well, I. Uh, <laughs> It's because I've lost, when I went to Massachusetts, the first day of class, the first class, right. my last name's Landis, my sister's name is Kate, Catherine, mm -hmm. and the girl sitting directly next to me was named Catherine Landers, mm -hmm. so my last name with an R, and I was like, hey, that's my sister's name, and she was a Boston girl, I found out later, or Lexington or something, and she turned to me and she goes, where the fuck are you from? And I go, I'm from Maryland. She goes, you sound like Forrest Gump. First person I talked to, <laughs> just like, it was like, welcome to Massachusetts, the land where people hate you. Yeah. I always thought that because sometimes your accent reminds me of like Al Gore or something. And he's from, he's from Tennessee. Yeah. And Tennessee and Maryland do kind of sound like, but they made so much fun of me my freshman they year. Did, really? Yeah, yeah. That first girl. Freshman year of, of high school? Uh, no, college. College, okay. For, I, I never knew I had an accent. Yeah. You know, when you grow up someplace, you, you don't. don't know. No. So when I got to school, I called Worcester Dining Hall Worcester, and everybody's like, "Where? Like, Worc what is your problem, dude? And I'm like, you guys want to go to Worcester or, or Dorchester? And they were like, it's Worcester. And I was like, What's oh. What's Dorchester what? called then? Dorchester. Okay. Of course. Fucking idiots. Yeah, there's no consistency. Yeah, it's Houston Street. Yeah, you don't say That's your R's, but you call your mom mar and you say sar <laughs> instead of song <laughs> squad oh my god squatty it was like this guy's fucking fun it was like so weird but i used to say those o's those maryland o's where it's like oh yeah like give me your number i'll call you on your cell phone and we'll go get a couple cokes and then we'll, we'll go you know uh, wrap it up wrap it in time to wrap, wrap it up 
wrap it up, wrap it in, let me begin. I'm a punk, uh, jump, 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 jump around. Oh, House of Pain, House of Pain. Oh man, I love House of Pain. Scotty, thanks so much for... House you, yeah, you know me, Everlast. Yeah, I know, Everlast and House of Pain. Just jump around, there's all the other songs. Yeah, that tat- that's, those are your tattoos, right? Yeah, just jump around and then on the back it says and all the other songs. And then I just have the Everlast belt across my, just right above my uh, happy trail. Did you ever get that uh, tattoo, the Who Farted tattoo? I never did. We'll have to post that on the website. Sure. Um, who just, who drew that again? Uh, I don't know. It was a friend of one of the producers right. on the show. But that was one of the greatest things we did on Mega Drive. Was <laughs> you commissioned this tattoo? Which describe it again? Okay. They all I did was give this artist the line. Um, it should be Zeus holding lightning bolts, wearing rollerblades with a backwards ass, <laughs> and that was it. Ass and, in the front. Yeah, so his ass is in the front, his rollerblades are out the side, and he's screaming, holding two lightning bolts, and the guy nailed it. It was the first what guy. Was the caption? Uh, oh, and then there's a scroll underneath that says "Who farted?" Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we had that made. I have it on a T-shirt. Oh man, I it's, need to get that. I need to get a T-shirt of that. We just need to get a print. Like we need yeah. to get somebody to draw it or paint it correctly. Do you have? Do you have like a big version of it? Um, I probably do in an email somewhere. But if not, it's pretty clear. Like we could scan it off of the T-shirt. It. Yeah. Because that, that was a great thing. We, ha- we had the uh, temporary tattoo made, a really big one, and I put it on my back, right? Uh, yeah, it was on your back. This it was, was You wanted to share back. him. You wanted to share with him something that you'd never shown anybody mm-hmm. before. And that was Gary, the speedboat captain, the speedboat pilot, right? Did you get to 100? You were trying to push to 100, oh, we right, to or something? man. That's insane. It was so scary. Oh, that's the scariest thing. All I could think about is just how many times I've seen YouTube videos of those those boats just turning into, like, flying oh they eat shit all the time that and gary talking about how many people he knew who died that year he was scared though like his he was more scared than you he was also cool yeah (laughs) he was also into the ladies oh was he (laughs) he was i didn't realize i thought he was married but he wasn't and he was hitting on those girls so much like the pas and stuff yeah man he was he was doing that what's up i'm a speedboat captain oh boy it works down there it does work well um scotty landis uh, thanks for a first time visit to Twisting the Wind. Thank you so much for having me. I loved it. It won't be the last. Next time, maybe there'll be some more. Um, we'll have some sort of a funnel, a beer funnel, maybe. Next we'll time, we should go. Uh, we should power hour the whole time. Yeah, we'll power hour. Maybe we'll do it in the woods, or we'll have a location plus a beverage, and we'll it'll be more thematic. Is this? Could we walk around with this? Is this a mobile unit potentially? Absolutely. I think we need to drink at the zoo and do this. Okay. okay, we can do that. Yeah, we can do what we want at the zoo. Let's drink at the zoo and do Definitely. this, and just n- we'll stand next to people looking at things and just mm-hmm. talk to each other about whatever we want. Let's do it. Okay. Um, to be adjourned. Thank you, sir. Bye, Scotty. Adios. Twitter, Facebook, Internet. Dot com.
the United States government, it is the mission of the National Security Agency to assess and flag citizens of the country who may present a threat to its security. The NSA has clearance to wiretap by any means necessary. Tapped. Incidental recordings of private conversations from the files of the NSA. Now on feralaudio.com.